0: List I owe. you are now
1: tuned in to sporting dsm brought to you by david and solomon enjoy the
0: show hey guys welcome back to sporting dsm david salama harry Chazanoff, and david Jolovic, Solomon jolovitz on hand uh so this is another episode of sporting dsm we got a big one for you tonight uh harry Chazanoff, welcome back
2: thank you i'm glad to be back it's been a while
0: Right, yeah. Uh, so great to have you. And David Jalovitz, our Phoenix Suns correspondent with us as well. How you doing, David? Good,
1: good. I heard Harry's going to be here, so I had to jump on.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> can't, can't miss it when, uh, when Harry's here. Uh, so no, not, a, not a show. Right. <laughs> so Thank you. Uh, let, let's go ahead and get right into it tonight. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, Harry, it's been a recurring theme when you're with us. Chris Paul and the effect that he's had on the league uh, now, this is the third 17-game winning streak that Chris Paul has had himself. He's had one with the Los Angeles Clippers in 2012 and, again, on the Rockets in 2018. Uh, so big things for him. And it's actually the second undefeated month for him. Uh, again, at 2012, the Clippers was undefeated calendar month uh, for him. And here it is again uh, in November of 2021 on the Phoenix Suns, uh, so Booker has actually been out the past few games. They their streak did end to the Warriors on Friday night, uh, so you got that. The Warriors are also on fire uh, now. Warriors and Suns at, at the top of the Western Conference right now, tied for first in the West, tied for best record in the league. Uh, so, in a playoff scenario, in a seven-game series, Harry. Who do you have coming out of that series, Warriors or, or Suns?
2: Oh boy, that that's a tough tough series. I gotta tell you, I, these two teams. I felt like the two games that I watched them play already, and <laughs> I think it was within a week's span, mm-hmm. um, felt like playoffs and championship caliber games. I mean, just to watch them go back and forth. I I saw Phoenix's defense shut down Steph Curry for twelve points. I think was that on Friday night and. You know, that was something that you rarely, rarely ever see. Um, yeah, but good things do come to an end, unfortunately, with the streak. If I had to say as of today, and this is without Clay Thompson playing, or is this with Clay Thompson playing? No, I think this is with, without without He's not there yet, nope. Then then I'm gonna have to go with the Suns in seven.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ah. Wow. And but if, if Clay Thompson if is healthy, there.
2: I think it's Warriors and Six.
0: Six. Oh, shifts from seven to six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so don't, don't hate me, David. <laughs> David Jalovitz. Maybe you have some more faith in your in your son's team, or or is it gonna be the Warriors if, if they're healthy?
1: You are. I mean, you could you could play that series a hundred times and you'll have a hundred different outcomes. Right. You know, I think you'll split it wow. 50-50 um sons have that grizzled veteranship at the very top of it with chris paul i think they have that that finals presence um they have that working for them but then again the, those warriors have proper spacing on the court they've got athletes at positions one through five um they are they're getting better every day but any chance you get to return a player who can score 60 plus points off of 11 total dribbles in a game i think you got to get to slight edge to golden State.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So Chris Paul leading the league in assists per game, 10 assists per game, the only one averaging double digit assists in the league right now. Uh, and he, he's uh, the main reason the Suns are hot like the actual Sun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, David Salama, uh, right now, the way things are looking after that massive win streak, how many wins would you give the Suns this season? 19? right now they're 19 and four yeah
3: 19 and four um i'd probably give them the high in the high 50s probably like 58 or 56 50 56 to 58 does that sound about right
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure uh 58 wins that's uh, amazing for a team that was nowhere to be found just two years ago they had an yeah. incredible leap when Chris Paul joined the team. Uh, and, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah, what I mean, he does.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and let that be an example
1: to all NBA teams out there because they've combined the perfect trifecta, which is proper coaching, and you've got leadership, right? And you've got that point card position lockdown. He's yeah. he's just an absolute natural born facilitator. And in that way. You know that's that's the way to really steer the right uh, the organization the right way. La you know, the Lakers need to take note. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. did did you see at the end of that uh, Warriors Suns game uh, Monty Williams in the huddle still after you know he, he knew that they lost he's like just ride it out it was a, it was a good streak but just keep playing with your heart and I heard that I was like that's a good coach right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Monty Williams is an, an amazing coach. The organization top to bottom uh, it's exceptional. And uh, they're really flawless. This this team really flawless. Uh, like you said, they they uh, they have a perfect man for every position. You know, uh, Miles Bridges locking up Stephen Curry in in uh, that win on Tuesday night. Macau. Macau. Uh, Let's say Miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just watching the Hornets game. I was watching Miles Bridges. Uh but the yeah. uh, McCalbridge is slightly
1: slightly skinnier, but yeah, with longer arms.
3: <laughs>
1: well, well worth the 90
3: million dollars. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, and he's right. also he's a defensive superstar who doesn't demand the ball. You almost wish he would, you know, with his with his high as he shoots, especially from outside that, that 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 stripe. Um, but he's he's a great quiet robin to 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 two Batmans on that team.
0: <laughs> right. Uh yeah. The the Suns really got a lot uh, uh heavy hitting roster. They're deep. Uh so let's take a look at their their bench. Uh off the bench, you've got uh Crowder. Does Crowder start? Yeah. Yeah, Crowder starts. Wow.
1: Yeah, he starts.
0: Uh so you've got well Kaminsky's injured, you got McGee. You got, you've got McGee at the five, you've
1: got Cameron Payne who's instant offense. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason yeah. they got down so quickly was because they needed him to fill in for Booker and wasn't um Shamit also when he's not shooting off of the run when his feet are planted and credit eddie johnson the sun's color man for this point it's 100 percent true is when he's shooting with his feet set he's lethal uh-huh. so when Shamit is on the move and he likes to do those fadeaway threes it's just not it's not it's not falling for him
0: right he's got to take to the basics
1: who is this guy ish
3: wainwright uh, never heard of this guy before
1: yeah he's a uh, he's a dollar star version of uh tory craig Oh. <laughs> same number they, uh, wow. he's they, they, yeah they bleached his jersey and gave him uh, you know fresh number 12
3: <laughs> very wow. interesting I, I saw this guy on the court I was like who's this guy yeah.
0: <laughs> that's great uh, so now sun's absolutely on fire Golden State Warriors tied with them first seed uh, Stephen Curry otherworldly seven Curry averaging 27 and a half points per game this season. So, Harry, do you think he's going to, at the end of the season, uh, win the scoring title again?
2: A hundred percent. I think without a doubt. This this guy is a freak of nature. I don't know half the time how he gets his shots up. Not even looking at the basket half the time. Comes off these picks and just throws it up. Um, is one of the purest shooters I've seen. Um, you could even make an argument, for, you know, Durant obviously being one of those you know, great shooters of, you know, this era, but, you know, he is just somebody who, you know, look, look how much he has to run around, try to get free people, trying to guard him left and right. And they can't, I mean, the, the one time I've seen it so far is the Phoenix played tremendous defense on him to really hold him to, I think to 12 points, that game um, was like, Oh my God, that's a bad game for him. 12 points. You know, this guy is, you know, usually has 12 points in a quarter, uh, let alone just 12 points in a game. So, yeah, I, I think it's hands down. I mean, unless he you know, gets injured, I, I don't see uh, anybody else coming close.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night was the worst shooting night of his career. Uh, very poor shooting overall. And uh, like I mentioned, Mikhail Bridges was his primary defender that game. Saying locked to him, keeping both hands on Curry at all times, uh, trailing him, lock and trailing, uh, you know, and and staying with him through the screens, and the Suns play a, a very interesting defense. Uh, at State. they they switch a lot, but when the the other team tries to get Aiton involved, they don't switch Aiton onto the guards. Aiton stays down low and protects the paint, and they, but they just switch everything else. It's very interesting that they do that, and I, I think it's it's a perfect way to uh. to to use this uh, switching defense because when teams usually use a switching, switch everything defense, the mismatches are become a problem. So if Aiden stays in the paint and doesn't switch and everybody else switches, I think that's fine. I think that's fine because you're not going to have a guy who's going to back down a point guard in the paint with no help. Right. Uh, And also you're not going to have Aiden guarding the perimeter and get crossed up. Uh, So this defense going forward, David Jolovitz, do you think it will give them success in the playoffs against other competitive teams in the Western Conference?
1: Yeah, I think you almost have to. Aiton gets exposed against bigs. He gets exposed against forwards and guards. It's, he's, really, he's not comfortable playing defense anywhere out from seven feet you know, and, and, and farther beyond. We've got the guards, too, to play defense. I, I'm just not sure if Mikhail is going to be able to, to trail Seth Curry um, Steph Curry, rather, I'm sorry, uh, for seven games, right? He's he's almost too big. Curry is just so small that he can hide between cuts, and he's just able to get anywhere he wants to, um, and it gets us in defensive trouble. But but although you know we're we're well coached, and I, th- I think Aiton belongs down low as a four plus one.
3: Yeah, and Solomon, I don't know if you were going to say this later, but uh, Stephen Curry is actually on pace to pass Ray Allen. <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah, he already
0: did the NBA Oh, he oh he's he did. Already here. He, did, oh, he yeah. already Yeah, did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's the I think it was last no, not week. quite
1: yet. He was I think he no, was due like, tw- like no, 28 yeah. or 29 more, like midway through the Suns oh, game, the second Suns really.
0: game.
3: Yeah. Right. But uh I mean if that doesn't say the scoring title is Stephen Curry is, is all Stephen Curry's, then I don't know what uh, what, what we'll say
1: I think Stephen Curry is, is
3: easily gonna win it.
1: Yeah, big time. He's as generational a player, arguably more than LeBron in the way that the basketball is actually uh, being taught now, because anybody who's not six, five, six, four, six, three is stepping back. And you're seeing threes shot it, to his credit. If he wasn't able to make them in this way, he wouldn't have inspired a generation of shorter kids to start firing.
3: And what makes him so fun to watch is that he, he, he plays as if, you know, it's, it's nothing to him. And he, he, he does it with ease. It, it doesn't yeah. look like he's trying half the time.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, he's uh, well conditioned. We mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and, sure. and and no two shots are ever the same,
0: right? It makes it look easy, chewing on that mouthpiece, running around the court, <laughs> making his defenders look like fools. Uh, they're actually on pace right now to shatter their previous uh, NBA wins record. Previous record twenty sixteen was seventy three and nine. They're on pace for seventy four and eight, an even bigger record, uh, and. Uh, We had Matthew, our Denver Nuggets correspondent on two weeks ago, and uh, he mentioned that this is a a team effort and it's on both sides of the ball that contributes to this uh, incredible uh, hot winning streak that that they've had going on for a while. They have uh, 11 games in a row at home where they've won by 13 or more points. The only Mm -hmm. other team to do that in NBA history was the Warriors in 2014-15. Uh, Stephen Curry himself is averaging 1.8 steals, the highest uh, steals that he's been that he's averaged since 2016-17. Uh, uh, so we're seeing a, a resurgence of that uh, 2016 unanimous MVP wins record Warriors again here in 2021. Uh, so, Harry, do you think this season will have a, a, a similar magnitude when it's all said and done to the 2016 season? I don't,
2: I, I don't know. I think eventually, you know, all these hot teams will start to, you know, come back to earth a little bit. I think it's a lot of, uh, you know, yes, everybody's off to a hot start. And, you know, I, I think eventually they're going to hit some type of rut. Um, if they do go on this run and, and happen to break their old record, I mean, if there's any team that can do it, especially with Clay Thompson coming back, uh, I, I, I believe that uh, they can probably go better than that, <laughs> especially if he, was, uh, if he was healthy all season long. It's, uh, this, this team is just very well-rounded. They play well together. Um, and I, I don't see a team right now um, besides Phoenix, you know, from the way that they're playing, that can even come close to them, um, knocking them down, you know, before the finals.
1: Yeah, a couple of points, actually. So Phoenix and Golden State are very similar in where they are because they're two franchises that are kind of like in the midst of rebuilding, but they've graduated there. Brand-new stadiums, great fan bases, that, you know, they mimic each other in that way. Whoever's drafting for Golden State, I mean, deserves a GM of the five-year award. I mean, they had, they emptied the kitchen cupboard and were able to stock them with, like I said, athletes one through five, you've got one through four, potentially. Um, they can be, they can be beaten down low. So to answer your question, Solomon, I think that if they run into a larger team and they get caught on a night where they're not shooting phenomenally, they might not have the size, especially when Draymond plays the five, he's six, eight, six, nine.
0: Mm-hmm. So they can be exposed
1: okay. in that way. And I think Phoenix, Ayton has to step up and learn his lesson from last year. When, when Giannis ate his lunch that you have to play to your size when you're against, you know, when you're playing against smaller teams. Yeah.
3: That's the
2: thing. Wanna, with
3: the I, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I apologize. I just want to rebuttal on, on something that David said about, you know, one of the best GMs, you know, from Golden State. I think the Knicks Uh-oh. in the early 2000, you know, drafting Frederick Weiss and all these other players, I think <laughs> that was, I think, you know, that guy deserves a, a raise and then some, you know, but that's just that's me yeah I won't, phil over, I won't get over i won't get over that
1: sorry uh-huh. by the way but Ever. shout out to phil jackson who even before the pandemic was essentially working virtually with the Knicks gm position shoes off in the sand <laughs> unbelievable uh, job he did yeah. <laughs> yeah don't get me started i apologize david he was no,
0: saying no. Uh-huh. Uh, phil no. jackson.
3: I was going to say that Dave's right. You know, we don't know what James Wiseman is yet. Like, I don't think he really established himself as a player just yet. So I I agree with what Dave says. You know, if if on a night where Gary Payton isn't doing his job or, uh, or Juan Toscano isn't posterizing JaVale McGee, you know, mm. they may not <laughs> they not come out that with the That was That was a crazy dunk, by the way. That was insane. Filthy.
1: And then so Toscano posted that he was going to be hanging it in his mom's house and McG- McGee, <laughs> offered to autograph- McGee offered to offer- autograph it for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, right, right. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. McGee. It's funny. Uh, yeah. So Phil Jackson, I mean, Knicks are in a different place right now than they were with Phil Jackson. I mean, Phil Jackson was uh, not great for that team. Uh, so we actually did an Instagram poll on our story. And we asked, who rules New York, the Knicks or the Nets? Uh, so let's play a little bit of Jeopardy here. Harry, who do you think rules New York right now? Can't
3: wait to hear this.
0: Uh, off the record?
2: <laughs> is, is this off the record?
0: Uh, I, I'm, sure, sure. I mean, we're on the podcast, uh, but, uh, and everyone can hear you. But sure, off record, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say it like this. I, unfor- unfortunately right now, if, if you asked everybody, it, it would be the Nets, and that's just because of the names that they have right now. At the same time, though, the Knicks are coming out of their shell. Um, we saw it last season. We're seeing it a little bit now. You know, again, they're in the right direction. They're not where they need to be to take over this whole entire, you know, you know, New York thread. Because with Harden. And well, if Irving would, would take a vaccine and uh, and uh, with uh, Durant, you know, those are the three top names that are in your town um, that are not in the world's most famous arena. And that's a problem. So until last season, when the Knicks started to started to come back onto the radar. So it hurts me to say as a big, huge Knicks fan. Um, it's, it's the Nets.
0: The Brooklyn Nets. Is that your final answer? Uh,
2: Unfortunately, (laughs) yes.
0: Well, survey says, "Eh, I'm sorry. We were looking for the New York Knicks. Let's go. It was unanimously voted on our Instagram poll that the Knicks rule New York City. Uh, And I think Mikey Domagala accidentally uh, clicked the Nets. So I told him, What are you doing, man? Everybody else chose the Knicks. And he said, (laughs) Yeah, I I did it by accident. Uh, So the Knicks. Uh, just, I think, lost to the Nets this week. Uh, but e- this was even after that loss to the Nets, and uh, everyone still voted that the Knicks uh, ruled New York. Uh, right now, the New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference have a record of 11-12. and 12. They have a losing record, 11th seed, uh, currently not in the playoffs. Uh, but the Hawks just lost the game today, so uh, the Knicks should be on the right track to get back up uh, in the standings. Uh, so Kemba Walker last week, we mentioned that uh, he was cut from the rotation and uh, we had some interesting stats about him. He, uh, had the l- worst plus minus total plus minus on the team, uh, the defensive rating of the team uh, ranked first in the league with him off the floor and last in the league with him on the floor, uh. And it was just a business decision to pull him from the rotation. Uh, so, uh, Harry, how how much do you think this uh, uh, Kemba Walker being cut from the rotation is going to uh, impact the team?
2: To be honest, I think it already impacted them already. Um, you know, I, I was a big fan of the Kemba Walker signing. Um, I thought he would bring some type of different type of energy. Um, at the same time, I have not been able to figure out this Nick team this season just yet. Um, it's been very, very hard to watch this game, um, especially when they're at home and you would expect them to start winning games at home and they have a losing record at home. Um, in, a, in a place where it's electrifying and the crowd is, you know, giving you everything and anything and they just can't pull out games. I mean, every game, it seems like they come out of the third quarter and they just, you know, they forget how to play the game of basketball. I, 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 w- I would love to know the stat of the plus minus in the third quarter from your starters, because until the bench gets in there, when you have quickly and Rose and Toppin and those guys, they come out with so much energy um, it's amazing. Uh shout out to Alec Burke, who's taking the starting role, you know, mm-hmm. pretty pretty nicely um and, and doing a great job. I was a little surprised that they went with him as the starting guard. Um, but he's proven, you know, that he's, you know, more than willing and able. Um I'm surprised that Kemba's out of the the, the, the rotation. I wouldn't uh, you know, you want to demote him to the bench. I I get it, but to be totally out. Um, He's a veteran. I feel like he has something to offer. Maybe the starting role on that team with the guys, you know, with Randall and, and Robinson, that lineup may not be gelling with him, but to possibly put him in a different lineup, who knows?
0: Right. Uh, yeah. The Knicks right now uh, in, in the game against, the, I think it was against the Nets. Julius Randall was complaining that he wasn't getting his foul calls. And, you know, he spoke with the officials and apparently they told him that uh, he wasn't getting calls that other people were getting because he's such a uh, a strong guy that these fouls don't affect him as much. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Look,
1: his wife told him that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. But uh, look, to me, a foul is a foul. All right. No matter how strong the guy is. A foul is a foul. If if, if it's a foul for a, a six foot guy, then it's it's the same as a foul for the seven foot guy. You know, it's if you're gonna call it for him, then you gotta call it for him also. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be fair. You can't pick and choose who you, you're gonna you know give the calls to. This is this is you know, this is a professional game. You gotta be fair, you gotta be even. Right? The
3: biggest downgrade with this year's team is the defense. All right, there's nothing else to be said really. It's just the defense, uh, mm-hmm. I, and obviously, the, and obviously the one-dimensional offense that I mention almost every episode, which is give the ball to Randall and let him work. And uh, come on, or when Harry, doesn't it bother you when you see Julius Randall bringing up the ball instead of Alec mm-hmm. Burks or you know anybody else? So. <laughs> you, took,
2: you took it. You took it out of my mouth. I mean, Randall is a great superstar. Don't get me wrong but he he has players on this team and not every play is that, okay, we give, it, it almost reminded me when Carmelo Anthony was on the Knicks and they would get him into the post and everybody would just watch and everybody just standing there <laughs> and they, and it, it bothered me because now four guys are just sitting there watching Carmelo Anthony take the, probably a fadeaway shot. Yes. He, he's, he's maybe eight out of 10 times is going to hit it, but that's it, not the way you need your, you know, it's a team game. You need to get your, your, your team involved, and yes, Randall bringing up the ball f- makes no sense to me. I, 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 I I'm going to be totally honest. I think at ends of games, he shouldn't have been in. With that, with with a team wow. of 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 Toppin and Rose and quickly, those guys bring so much energy mm-hmm. and so and just a different type of offense that that first you know um, crew goes through. It, 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 when Randall when Randall comes back into the game sometimes everything slows down yeah. and, and, and when you're when you're trying to fight back after being down by 18 points and you need you know you need those baskets, uh, it's hard to say because yes you know he was phenomenal last season he, he carried us last season he really did he was a he was a big integral part of the Knicks you know making it as a four seed um, mm-hmm. but right now he, he I think he's sort of lost touch I'm um, trying to do too much. I think it's, you know, that's that sophomore, um, yeah, it's a sophomore jinx that everybody, you know, tends to have sometimes. Uh, and uh, they have to, they have to regroup. I mean, 11, 11 and 12, you started five and one, right? and you're 11 and 12, Something something's broken.
1: I mean, bottom line, your offense should not be running through your three, three and a half or four position. Unless you know, unless he's deep in the post, if he wants to act more like Amari Stoudemire used to at his peak, where he's slashing, he's playing bully ball. Maybe he's asking for a couple of post ups, but he should not be like getting into the triple threat position, 18, 20 feet from the from the basket. That's not who you are, Julius. Um, look, if, if there's any doubt that that Thibodeau punished people with minutes, it's Kemba, right? I mean, he people always said that, and or he would reward people if you were great to him. He'd play you forty four to forty eight minutes. So the Knicks luckily are so deep at point guard that he's able to excommunicate. Him. You've got quickly who gets penetration at will. And you've got, you know, all these different guys, Rose, and you've got the veteran, you've got the kind of the wily sophomore, you've got them all. Um, the Knicks need to play quick. They need to swing that ball around. And Randall isn't that piece. And Harry, I think you're right. I think just take him off the court, you know, once or twice and see what that, what that looks like.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm not super mad of the uh, extraction of Kemba Walker. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it was like, it was a low risk move on our end. You know, it's only, we're only paying the guy 8 million uh, a season. So it is what it is. You know, it was a failed homecoming at the end of the day. I just accepted it, you know? Um, and like you said, we had the depth at point guard, but also another thing to know, like I said before is, is the defense. I mean, if you watched the game yesterday versus the Nuggets, uh, this guy Zeke Naji put up 21 points against us. At one point Mike Preen was like, no th- there's not one Nick around this guy and this guy is just shooting threes as if he's in practice. It's just we don't have the same defense. as much as look as much as we made fun of Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock, they were huge in our defense last season. They were big yep. big guys guys and, and we lost in the size. We lost in the size department. Mm-hmm.
1: exactly yeah. i'm actually going to throw back to the suns for a very weird little nugget here but part of the reason the suns were so damn good for law you know in 2010 and beyond was because their strength and conditioning staff and i mean this here was really just on you know on top of their game and they were able to keep amari nash Grant hill shack even they were able to keep them healthy i don't see the knicks big men mitchell robinson's made of glass new noel is the same thing Where's the training staff to keep these big guys playing five, six consecutive games?
2: Mm -hmm. Right. I can't stand Mitchell Robinson. I'm sorry. I say it every time I'm on the show, (laughs) I can't stand him. I know he's a, he's a, uh, a blocking machine, but that's just about it. He can't play D he can't play off the pick and roll. He's not an offensive threat unless he's going to just, you know, put back a, a dunk just here and there. He's, he's, to me, how many bits does he play a game? He's barely on the court anyway. You're starting him in the beginning and that's it. You rarely see him the rest of the game. Either Randall's gonna play the five, Toppin comes in, uh, or you also have uh you have Noel and Taj. But mm-hmm. they're uh, it, it bothers me because you're you're in the you have an owner who just sometimes just doesn't want to spend the money when he has it all. And that's and that's a problem. If you need a training staff to be able to train your guys and, and condition them well, you should be able to get to the top of the notch in New York. It, it shouldn't even be a a question. And you know, yep. it's just it's, it's it's a problem.
1: By the way, to answer the question, and, it, sorry, Dave, go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say, and I, I think the Knicks should really go for a guy that could do it all at the five. For example, Miles Turner, the guy could shoot, he could get rebounds get his blocks, he's there on the defensive end. I I think the Knicks have enough to package up for a guy like Miles Turner. Enough with Mitchell Robinson. We've had the guy for, what, three seasons now. He's a liability on defense with the fouls. I mean, the guy fouls James Johnson with less than two seconds left. What's James Johnson going to do to you on on the drive? Just put your hands up. Well, I mean, it's small mistakes like that that cost us games.
1: Yep. And to answer that question, the reason the answer is... And I think Harry had a, a temporary lapse there as a Nick fan, just wallowing in the sorrow. But is, this is a Nick town because if you give them even one iota of oxygen, that entire place is combustible, which baffles my mind. It's the greatest sports mystery to me in the last 20 years that I've been watching it, is how an alpha male all-star NBA superstar does not want to play an own MSG. Mm-hmm. Because when that crowd is lit, there is not a place in sports heaven that is louder than, and not just loud, but it's the type of cheering. It comes from the from the gut, not from the throat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and Mitchell Robinson uh, is foul problem still not fixed. I mean, this is something we've been talking about for a long time on sporting DSM. And uh, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, agree with you, Harry. Here, I, I don't like him. It's, it's time to make some changes it's time to make some changes and and he's he's been given plenty of time this is uh what his third year in the league uh and i personally i've seen enough of mitchell robinson uh fouling and getting into foul trouble and that that foul that late game foul against the nets the one that lost them the game that one just just got me angry that one i i didn't like to see that you know, like David, like you said, could have just kept your hands up. What's James Johnson going to do to you on the drive? Like he he shouldn't have, have even been
2: in the game. He yep. shouldn't have even been in the game at mm-hmm. that point in time. There's no need for it. There was no need. It, it, that's exactly. so I, I, I blame I blame Thibodeau sometimes also. His his moves off the bench haven't been um, as crisp and, and the right decisions as of late. It's they, they need to make a change and they need to make a change now because you know everybody's going to start to get healthy again and everybody's going to start to find their way. And listen, mm-hmm. you know, the Knicks are only what two and a half games out of the four seed, you know, it, everything's jam packed right now. But eventually, teams are going to get healthy and get back on track. And the Knicks, if they don't figure it out soon, it's they're gonna have too much ground to, to, to make up,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. They, they better catch themselves now before they start lacking and, and uh, falling behind. And uh, yeah, this Tom Thibodeau, uh, he's not uh, a, a prime. He's not one of the greatest coaches in, in the league. He's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a great defensive coach. Uh, but when it comes to uh, dishing out the players' minutes, you know, uh, he'll give he'll give players too many minutes and then the players that actually need to be on the court, he won't give them enough minutes because they're just too young or they just won't produce as much or whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, the, he, he's got to realize that uh, tiring these players out is not the right answer. You know, you can't have Julius Randle on the court 36 to uh, 40 minutes a game, you know, and taking those poor shots, poor shot selection, uh, and uh, sucking in the offense and, and attracting all the offense to himself, uh, and taking those mid range shots. And David, like you said, the facing up uh, too far from the basket, it's it, it really doesn't help them, it really does not well, help them.
1: Yeah, and at this point, you're just wondering if Thibodeau just doesn't love to keep pressing. That, where's the pattern recognition? If you know if this lineup isn't your most exciting, then unplug a couple of players and put them back in. What Steve Kerr does so well, he just forget age. He just goes for best available fit. Are you you know? Do you def, you know? Do you defend? Do you score? And it doesn't matter how old you are, where you come from, or what you've been doing. It's it's that thing. So we all know that if you have a quickly rose top You know, type lineup, you know, as young as they are, they're going to give you like Harry said, they're going to give you their best possible shot. And that gets the fans into it. And that feeds back into the players and it's cyclical. And yet he just he continues to drum out these kind of work combinations that are not going to get it done
3: no, they're not. They're really not. And I don't. I don't agree with fans that say we should start Emmanuel quickly because it's not. It's not smart. It's not ideal. Stick with Alec Burks. If anything, you want put Derrick Rose there. Put Derrick Rose there, but you want the energy, like Harry said, off the bench. It's what the Knicks need most mm-hmm. right now. So
1: yeah, and I actually like the two the two guard combo that Phoenix employs off of the bench because they'll keep Paul up there. You know, working the left side, and then all of a sudden they'll bring in Cam, you know, Campaign, and those are two true point guards, and they'll just split them. So this offense can start from the right side of the court just as quickly as it can start from the left side of the court. There's a lot of crossing through the paint, a lot of, you know, a lot of traffic, and, and it works. It works for the Suns. I, I would love to see, and, and college uses that a lot. Very mm-hmm. successful programs in college will make, you know, deep runs in the tournament using a two guard system. I've seen three, but uh, I think you, it's exciting, and I think the Knicks should try more than- of it. Than- you're seeing right. it
3: in Brooklyn too. You're seeing Cam Thomas, Patty Mills, and uh, Javon Carter all play at the same time. That's yep. a small lineup, guys.
1: And you've got Mello and Rogier down in Charlotte. Like it's it's good to have athletes at that one and two position.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. M- makes the defense work hard for their uh, for their stops. Uh, now three guards uh, in in a in a set is you know uh, out of the ordinary, but. What's even more out of the ordinary is, uh, I think, what the Cavs have been doing recently. They've been starting three seven-footers at the same time. Uh, It was Evan Mobley, Larry Markkinen, and Jared Allen together. And I think they just ended a four-game winning streak. They just lost their first game tonight against the Jazz. Uh, So this three seven-footer lineup, I mean, this is very interesting Ha- and they're winning games with it. And on top of that, Sexton isn't even with the team. Sexton's out for the season. Uh, so uh, three seven-footers, Harry, is this sustainable in the long run? It's
2: proving to be sustainable now. I mean, you you ride this wave as long as it takes you. I mean, if it's working, don't break it. Right now, you know, uh, Mobley and Allen – uh, Mobley is 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 a, is a sleeper in my mind. I, I didn't think he was uh, you know that great, but uh, has been playing unbelievable ball. And you have uh, Allen, who's proving a lot of doubters. You know, after leaving the Nets, um, you know, they're 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 a team that is a little bit scary. You never thought of them that way, but right now it's working. Don't break it. Don't fix it. And, and until you need to make adjustments, you know, you ride it.
0: Right. Uh, So Ricky Rubio having a career year for himself right now. Nick uh, Killer. In Cleveland. Nick Killer. That's right. He had a career (laughs) high against the Knicks. Uh, What was it? 37? Sure. 37. Yeah. 37. That Uh, only happens
2: um, to people in New York, by the way. Everybody uh, has career. Who, who, I don't know the name that David said from, from the Nuggets, but whoever he has, them, so that was. His, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that was his
0: career night also. Uh-huh. Second year player uh, for the Nuggets. So uh, Rubio averaging 13 and a half points, four rebounds of six assists uh, per game. He's always had the assists in his arsenal. That's what he does. True point guard in nature, uh, career year for him. So uh, going forward, in the absence of Colin Sexton, uh, how much of an impact do you think Rubio will have on the success of the Cleveland Cavaliers, David Jolovitz?
1: I like Rubio, um, especially from his time in Phoenix. He didn't last very long, but he's, he's a great culture guy. He's, he's a veteran. Look, he might be around. He's one of those guys where you think that he's been in the league for 15 years, but he's really only 30. Um, he came to us who's just a a pristine passer coming out of the European league and hasn't really ever tried to find a home, but he's, he's good for, you know, a little bit of instant offense in some nights and he's got great, great vision. I think they'll do okay. You know, I think they might even win a series in the playoffs, but that's about, that's about where they stop. Um, I think Daryl Morey would probably roll over and and pee blood if he saw this lineup, because a couple of years ago he had nobody over six, six. And now you've got, you know, like a a, a tree, a farm tree, tree farm. Um, I just, I'm not sure that Cleveland gets very far. I think this is a fun experiment, but I I see them sizzling, fizzling, not sizzling. Sorry.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Ricky Rubio, three seven footers starting at once. Uh, Very interesting. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, The uh, Cavaliers, David, do you think they're going to get on another winning streak, triple seven-footers at once, very intimidating to other teams? Uh, David Jalits, you mentioned the Warriors are going to have trouble against bigger teams. This is where it's going to matter uh, against a team like the Cavs, three seven-footers. So, David, uh, are they going to get back on a roll? Um,
3: Uh, My uh, my internet uh, connection
0: is on you.
1: Uh-huh. No, Salama, that's you. You take it. I was just gonna say, Golden State can just shoot over them.
0: Right. You know, <laughs> Golden
1: State can kill them from fifteen feet out.
0: Uh huh. But
1: go ahead, Salama. That's all you.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Cavs are an interesting team. I want to say when Isaac Okoro comes back, it's gonna be interesting because I haven't seen this guy play since last season. So what's gonna happen with him? Like, if he comes back, is the seven footer lineup gonna be, you know, put down? Like, we don't know what's really gonna happen. But Okoro, uh,
0: he played today, I think, and it, they still ran that seven footer starting lineup
3: oh so so he just recently came back or was he always back
0: uh i th- i think he recently came back uh-huh. today
3: like harry said you know if it's not broken you shouldn't fix it it, it is what it right. is if it's gonna work for them let it work for them laurie markinen's been playing well we didn't really see from this from laurie Markkinen on the bulls so uh if he could just maintain his style of play and the way he's playing right now then they could be a successful team in the east, uh, probably a first round exit if we want to be realistic, depending on who they play. But, um, I mean, it's working for them, so you know,
1: Solomon. Question back to you Should they get two more? Should they be starting s- oh, five, five seven footers? Oh, wow, footers That's exactly and a good get one. a seven foot coach?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's gotta be done. <laughs> I think it must be done.
3: <laughs> How about this, David? We're contacting James Jones, we're going to trade JaVale McGee for right. Colin Sexton,
1: then <laughs>
0: There. <laughs> uh huh. It, it, it could be possible. I'm like, what if they get like Bow Bowl to start at Point Card, you know, and, and Taco Fall out there or Porzingis? <laughs> Some versatile seven footers.
3: David, David J. You, you. <laughs> you mentioned DeAndre team. David J. You mentioned DeAndre We got to talk about this in his new hairstyle, man.
0: Oh, the haircut. Yes
1: yeah Bugs well he's up. hiding you know he, he blew us the finals so now he's yeah. hiding
0: <laughs> uh, yeah
1: Aiden. i i i I'm, I'm visiting phoenix in late january for a family reunion and i i'm telling everybody i know that I, I might need bail money because if i see deandre in the streets i'm going to tell him what i think uh
0: huh. yeah yeah you better you better tell you better let him know
3: but uh, if you see frank kaminsky it's all praise
0: right yeah, of course <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame, baby.
0: Uh, Hall Tanky. of Fame, of course. T- Frank the Tank. Uh, so we got a shorter episode for you tonight. Uh, I think that's going to be it uh, for this episode of Sporting DSM. So I'm going to go ahead and get to the trivia game, this week's trivia game. Uh, Monday through Friday, if you're not familiar, I uh, post a multiple choice question on the Instagram story at Sporting DSM. Give us a follow if you're not following already. Uh, and whoever gets the most correct answers during the week gets a shout-out on the next episode of Sporting DSM. So Monday, first question was, what is the Bucks record when Giannis, Chris, and Drew Holiday play together? Uh, the answer, of course, 9-0 and undefeated. Tuesday, New York Knicks have... Uh, the worst defensive rating with Kemba on the floor. Uh, where do they rank with Kemba off the court? This is a stat that we mentioned last week, uh, and we mentioned again this week. Uh, the answer is first. They jump up the first without Kemba. Uh, so, some Knicks factoids right there. Sabonis, Wednesday, is the third player since the three-point era, 1980, with a 25-rebound triple-double. Who were the first two? Answers... Shaquille O'Neal and Hakeem forces to be reckoned with inside. I
3: that David Robinson choice was
0: tempting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of people on, on How Robinson. many years
1: left on Sabonis' deal? Because he would make a phenomenal nick. Uh-huh.
0: I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to let you know. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Question number four. Thursday. When was the first time Chris Paul led his team to a 16 plus game undefeated calendar month? Correct answer. 2012 Los Angeles Clippers lob city. Again, one that we mentioned earlier this episode, question number five, Oklahoma city thunder lost by 73 points (laughs) on Thursday night to the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's
3: amazing. How
0: (laughs) about what was the Chicago bulls loss margin in the 95, 96 season when they won 72 games, their loss margin on the entire season was 77 points. Just four points more than the Thunder lost by on Thursday night. That's, that's an insane <laughs> stat.
1: No days off. That's Jordan right. would not have it any other way.
0: Absolutely. Zero days oh off. God. Uh, so the winner of this week's trivia game, uh, he's won it before and he's back again. Freddie Rothschild got five out of five correct answers. Not one wrong. Five and all. Wow. Congratulations to Freddie Uh, And thank you for uh, playing our trivia game. And once again, follow us on Instagram. We'll keep you posted there. And uh, I I just want to take a moment to uh, thank the fans uh, who have been uh, so supportive of sporting DSM. Uh, And and, I want to give a special shout out to Eli Romano, uh, who actually posted his uh, Spotify rap on his story and uh, Sporting DSM was up there, and he he uh, took a moment to write that uh, Sporting DSM uh, feels less like a, a podcast and more like uh, uh, talking to your friends, sitting down and having a conversation with some friends, right? And I, I, I just love that that energy uh, that that is so in our way, and uh, I, I want to thank you so much, and uh, that we are really uh, uh, here to provide that that vibe of uh, uh, having a conversation with some friends. You know, uh, so thanks to Eli Romano and uh, all the other fans. Thank, thank you for the support. Uh, check out the website, SportingDSM.com. Uh, and thank you for listening and be sure to catch us on the next episode. Uh, thank you for coming on, Harry and David Jolovitz.
2: You got it. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Sporting DSM. Follow us on Instagram at Sporting DSM or check us out at SportingDSM.com.
3: List I owe.